How do you prepare your flight department for a possible recession? The answer might surprise you. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Pete Combs with your trusted source for business aviation news. How do you recession-proof your flight department? You know, it is a big question in these days of economic uncertainty. Some economists say we are headed for a recession. Others say we're headed for continued economic growth. Perhaps it might be best to prepare for both. That's the driving thought behind a recent industry article by entrepreneur and aviator Anthony Tivnan, who's the president of Magellan Jets. We're also talking with Michael Diamond at Nexa Capital Partners, where he's the managing partner. Michael comes to us from McLean, Virginia. And from Restaurant Equipment World, one of the most well-traveled executives we know, company president Brad Pierce, who's in Orlando, Florida. So let's begin with Anthony. If you would, please brief us on the article you wrote regarding sustaining your organization in times of both prosperity and general economic downturn. So the piece was actually the brainchild of an exercise that uh, myself and some other entrepreneurs from a group that I'm involved with, we started, you know, really looking at our businesses, our personal lives, and in the wake of a economic turn, and this was back in uh, Q3 of 2018, uh, where we started the exercise, you know, how would that look to our businesses? How would that look to our uh, personal lives? And how would we maintain um, some of the successes and some of the um, the things that we enjoy in our both business and personal lives, you know, how would that impact that? Or how would we take advantage of, of certain opportunities that were the result of that? And as I went through the exercise, I really started to look at not just my own business, but also some of the customers that we help in terms of managing their aviation portfolios. Certainly, I would say in the last 18 to 36 months, we've seen a really large uptick in the amount of activity where diversification is is certainly becoming the norm in terms of private aviation, where customers aren't just relying on their own aircraft or aren't just relying on their own fraction or just relying on charter. Uh, they really are becoming a lot more savvy and, and understanding that having that diversified approach can certainly create more value and less risk to what they're doing. So that was where I developed the story and just started to really think about, you know, the, the, the customer, the flight departments and take the research that I had done and internalized into my own business and thought about, you know, how, how can I help provide some information on these, on this research and talk about it in light of, you know, your own aviation portfolio. Michael Diamond at Nexa Associates, You did a number of studies during the last economic downturn about how flight departments can help their corporations overcome some of the disadvantages that come with that downturn. I'm really interested to know what you found in that juncture and how it applies today. Yes, uh, we uh, completed our initial study of this in 2012, where companies were beginning to recover from the great downturn, the great recession, as it's called in keeping with the methodologies that we've developed over the years with NBAA, 
we examined the performance of the S&P 500. These are the 500 largest publicly traded companies in the uh, United States. And since they have uh, all have uh, publicly available financial information and a lot of disclosure, uh, we could see what was going on with respect to the flight department. So our basic conclusion after looking at the categories of financial performance of these companies and also knowing which of these companies may have shut down their flight department and which others might have expanded their flight departments during those tough years. We found that the users very consistently outperformed um, those who um, sort of got out of the flight department business uh, across almost every category of the economy. Also with us, we have a real-world example of that in Brad Pierce. Hey, Brad is a single pilot operator who uses your own aircraft to support your business. You know, you might think you'd have been among the first operators to stop flying when faced with the economic downturn of a decade ago. And yet, I know for a fact you did pretty much the exact opposite. So please tell us how you decided to use your aircraft more and what you discovered. What advantages that gave you in relation to your competition? Sure, absolutely. Well, actually, I did follow the crowd. Uh, as soon as the last recession hit, I, I immediately cut back on aircraft usage to literally 90, 95% less of what we were uh, utilizing the aircraft for. And that went on, honestly, that, that was probably only lasted about a, a month. And I realized that all of my competitors were doing the exact same thing that I was. Nobody was going out and seeing people. Nobody was engaging with customers. And I decided to flip the script and, and go in a completely different direction and actually accelerate my usage far before what I was, was using it even before the recession. And my theory was that the, the overall size of the pie in terms of available business was certainly smaller. But if I could get there in front of people and build relationships with them, I could get a bigger percentage of that pie, which would be a, a net gain for our company. Um, started engaging this, started flying face to face with customer time and time again, and and it was almost funny the reaction of customers that they would go, oh yeah, nobody comes and sees us. You're the only guy that's been here in the in the past six months or the past year or, or you you name the time period, and customers were were actually welcoming. It it was easier to get appointments since none of my competitors were going out. Uh, I could get appointments with anybody. It was it was literally like just um, completely wide open. So the more that I flew, the more that our business revenue increased and, and it just, it caught on like wildfire. It, it turned out to be the absolute best strategy. Uh, it, it's sometimes when you spend money, when, when you're, you're looking at the economic outlook, not being real rosy ahead, uh, it, it can be viewed almost as uh, not being very prudent with dollars yet. Uh, I think that that was quickly dispelled, even here internally. I am a family-owned business, but that just means that I have the most critical board of directors in the world, which are all family members who I need to see at birthday parties too. So needless to say, they were not on board to begin with as we started going about spending this money. And, and really, I use the term spending money, but it was investing. It, it was an investment and, and it was a, a gamble of sorts an educated guess that, that this was going to be a good strategy moving forward turned out to be phenomenal for us. It, it turned out we, we literally had record growth to the point that literally the end of 2009, I ended up buying another brand new airplane 
simply because we had done so well during the year. When I fast forward to our current economic time right now, I would argue that my industry right now, we, we build restaurants and, and food service operations, which we typically see recessionary activity before other markets. Going out to eat is one of the easiest, kind of lowest friction things that you can just cut out of your daily budget. And when I look back at my industry for the past 15 years, aside from during the last recession, we have always, always had growth of 5 to 6% per quarter. We're now literally at 1.6%, 1.8%. We're teeny tiny growth. Our industry is, is hurting right now. And my competitors have already started doing the same thing where they're, they're kind of backing off on, on their travel and, and their things of that nature. And, um, and my, my usage this year has increased to the point I'll probably fly in excess of 800 hours this year and can tell you that, that we are, are up strong, strong double digits in terms of company growth. And I attribute that completely to use of the aircraft and, and continuing my strategy that, that when times are getting, getting leaner, uh, that's when we go out there and, and capture a larger percentage of, of the market share. Really, Brad, you're talking about one of the main benefits of business aviation, which puts us face-to-face with our clients and our peers in a way that we can actually have a conversation as opposed to maybe doing it remotely. Anthony, tell me a little bit about how this applies to other flight departments. You know, if they're seeing similar downturns to what Brad was talking about in his line of work back in the Great Recession, how might they better optimize, in your opinion, their own flight departments and use of business aviation without foregoing the use of their aircraft. Sure. So to me, it's not a matter of cutting costs. We look at it as more of a cost control exercise, making sure that we're relooking at what is the ROI impact of the activities that we're doing, certainly looking at our customers. And we always want to plan for worst case scenario. So if we lost our top 10 or top 15 customers, uh, how would we replace them? So that might breed the conversation of, you know, diversifying your customer base, going out and looking at new, uh, new customers that you may not have. And I think a perfect example of that is being present when others are not. That creates a, a huge opportunity for that diversification. Really just looking at the efficiencies of the activities that we're doing in terms of what we're using the aircraft for, and again, what is that return on investment look like? So it's it's really easy to you know to sit there and just say we can cut this, we can cut this, we can cut this. Uh, but what a lot of folks aren't really paying attention to when they're involved in that activity is the result and the ROI impact that that has to your business when you're cutting, 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 cutting. That likely is going to result in lost revenue. So it's really more of a, a controlled cost um, exercise as opposed to just cut everything. So it's how can we do things more efficiently? Um, how can we utilize the aircraft more efficiently? Are there high risk customers that we're not in front of right now? Um, or at, we call them at risk customers where they may have experienced um, deviations or they may experience um, some, some poor service. Well, you know, those are the, certainly the ones where you may wanna get on the road and make sure that you're showing them the attention before you're going out to see a new prospect. So it's really just about looking at things differently uh, and certainly making sure that your highest value accounts and your at-risk accounts are certainly happy. They're front and center with you because we all know it's a lot more expensive to chase the prospect 
and look to convert while that activity still needs to remain, but making sure that you have a really tight grip and a really strong hold on your existing customer base. Michael, in the time since the Great Recession and since your own company performed that study we mentioned earlier, do you think our industry has gained a greater appreciation or perhaps realization that even when times are a little tighter, you still need to use business aviation in order to service your clients and to meet with them face-to-face? Yeah, absolutely. So so the results that uh, we uh, developed uh, in our study of the Great Recession really did confirm, not just through data, but also anecdotally from interviews we uh, conducted with uh, many companies, that companies using business aviation mitigated revenue losses when the economy dipped. And they also recovered more quickly than those who, who either parked their jets or shut down their flight department. And we were able to analyze uh, the details uh, you know, through financial uh, data. It was a bit sort of a big data um, analysis. And, I, and I'll give you one example, which uh, you all will remember. Uh, in uh, 2009, when the, uh, autom- the automotive industry was really struggling in Detroit, and uh, Congress invited uh, the CEOs of uh, the major companies to come to Washington for hearings, because these companies were asking for federal support uh, to um, navigate through the, the recession. Um, those companies, after the criticism they received um, for getting to Washington on their aircraft, uh, ultimately or, or uh, shortly thereafter, um, shut down their flight departments or shrank them dramatically. And uh, we found that the foreign automakers who were not part of that scrutiny, who continued to access dealer networks in the United States using their corporate aircraft, uh, were able to take market share away from the uh, Detroit manufacturers, uh, primarily by renegotiating um, dealer relationships. And so, um, and this, the, the effect of business aviation and being able to get around to, you know, even smaller communities and have face-to-face uh, meetings uh, with dealers uh, had a huge impact on the performance of the uh, non-US based uh, uh, automotive manufacturers. So there's other data that uh, really underscores the fact that, you know, revenue, your top line revenue is is vulnerable if you're not out there facing your customers every day. And it's a a, uh, fool's promise to uh, remove one of the best tools to be able to do that by, you know, parking your jet or, or basically, uh, you know, losing a mobility tool, an option that is critical to maintaining revenue and, and to grow revenue. Brad, having been through all of this yourself and learning what you did with the last recession, as far as continuing the use of your aircraft, is there anything that you perhaps are looking at a little differently now? I mean, should this current indication of a downturn become another recession as far as how you plan to use your aircraft to support your business? Well, I, th- I think that it's prudent that when when I say that we that we go out there and, and use our aircraft during the downturn, um, that it's it's prudent we look at things like the ROI on on which trips to do, which customers are are the most valuable customers or or the highest uh, long term value pot- potential for customers. I I think that 
we're going to continue. We're going to go full guns. It's when we perform really, really well. Again, because we we get out there. Everybody else sits on their hands and, and just doesn't have any type of movement. And we get out there and, and when my airplane touches that to that runway, when we touch down, the cash register rings. It, it happens time and time again. I, I look at those folks that park their airplanes and that's to me equivalent of firing your best employee. We, we look at our staff and we look at, at our talent that's here on board and, and how many people it would take that I would need to have employed just to do what I do or that my senior management uh, folks do. And literally we would need to add three or four more staff members for every one of us. And all of a sudden you look at it and my best, most efficient um, staff member on the team, you could say, is actually the airplane. And, and I, I have amazing, amazing people work for me, but uh, this is what connects myself and, and my people here to our end user customers. And I, I firmly believe that being there in front of them looking somebody in the eye, giving firm handshakes, committing to, to doing an, an amazing job for them, uh, th th that all means something. I, I think in this day and age, especially of text messages and FaceTime and all these communication tools, which we use certainly internally and for high efficiency, I, I think that um, all those things are fantastic. I encourage all of my, my competitors to use those solely and not to go out and see anybody. Um, when it comes to us, though, I still believe that people do business with people that they have relationships with, and you can't form a relationship over a text message. Anthony? I, I think we're touching on uh, some really great points here. Um, and, you know, if I had to look at some of the things that w we looked at in our own business in terms of, you know, recession-proofing our business strategy, you know, it certainly starts with um, right people on the bus, and um, those, you know, our, our people, our colleagues, they're our most having the right people in the right seats. Um, that's they're the highest, you know, productivity and efficiency that we're going to get. And by taking care of our colleagues, they'll take care of our customers uh, and really treating our colleagues like our customers. And the nice thing about this exercise is a lot of the points that we're discussing today are really things that smart business should be, you know, you should be looking at, you know, on a semi-annually basis or on a quarterly basis uh, because what they're doing is just creating a lot of good efficiencies and good business no matter if we're in an economic turn or we're in a economy boom the result is always a positive effect so that's you know the right people on the bus cost control uh, diversifying your client base uh, and certainly capitalizing on your current customers um, and then the, the the last piece which was already mentioned uh, from a FaceTime perspective, but it's just the marketing and being front and center. Um, you know, as we've talked about on uh, on here a couple of times, a lot of companies are cut, 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 and not really looking, you know, five steps ahead at what the impact to future revenues is going to do uh, when you're cutting like that and then having to go out and find new customers uh, because you weren't front and center. Uh, so, really just not being invisible to your customers and your prospects in this time. Uh, and there are, there's certainly ways to do that. Um, you know, face-to-face -face meetings is certainly one. Then there's other marketing strategies that can also keep you front and center. And again, from a cost control perspective, not a cutting perspective, we don't cut marketing in time when, when, an, when, we're, when we're in an economic downturn, we actually increase that marketing spend. You know, our messaging may change, in terms of different markets and what we think is of interest, but 
to the overall point, I, you know, I think uh, everybody's kind of touched on. It's certainly not a time to cut. It's really a time to think about efficiencies and, and productivity. I would, uh, I'd like to build on that and point out that um, uh, when, when companies sort of fall into slower periods or maybe it's a recessionary slide, um, you know, the CEO, the chief executive officer, is generally hired and working to increase shareholder value. That's his you know, number one job. The CFO, on the other hand, um, is generally responsible for cost containment. And we've seen time and again a CFO um, stepping in without really the knowledge of the board or the even sometimes even the CEO ordering cuts um, in sales and marketing and in the flight department that uh, don't get recognized uh, until months later. And uh, one of the key things I would strongly suggest um, is that uh, the flight departments um, who are principal members of NBAA uh, ensure that uh, the, the research and information that's been undertaken to identify the value of flight departments during a recession gets to the right level in the organization. One way of doing that is to take the white paper that we've produced for NBAA and uh, get that into the uh, pockets of the seatbacks of the uh, aircraft that they are flying and also make sure that um, uh, copies of this kind of research get up to the level of the board and the CEO and the CFO. Brad, you concur? Sure. You know, what gets me is everything I've heard in this podcast, we've talked about how how we might survive an economic downturn, but really where we're going with this is how we can thrive during an economic downturn. Really, my, uh, my, my one little add-on, and this is more kudos than, than anything, uh, simply to, to keep up to date with NBAA. The uh, NBAA has done a fantastic job of, of, of having studies such as this available um, to folks to, to share with, with their, their corporate boards, whether it's a corporate board, whether it's a family board, like in, in my case, and some of this real-world data that, that's out there. And, and I think there is no other uh, trade organization that, that, that's out there that, that has such robust uh, advocacy in terms of the value of business aviation with tools, for instance, like this podcast. And I just can't be more, more thankful. NBAA has been a, a true partner in our success in utilizing business aviation. That's Brad Pierce, president of Restaurant Equipment World, based in Orlando. We also heard from Anthony Tivnan, president of Magellan Jets, and Michael Diamond, managing partner at Nexa Capital Partners. You can find a lot of inspiration on the topic of flying through a recession at the website noplanenogain.org. You'll also find some of Nexa Capital's very informative work on this topic by going to nbaa.org and searching under the term recession. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can always subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website, your favorite podcast site, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Pete Combs. Thanks for listening to Flight Plan. Flight Plan.